And so what's interesting is, once again, Steve Doyle voted in favor of the referendum for legalizing marijuana after he'd acknowledged that this was a purely partisan act by the board. So the fact that he twice voted on these controversial referenda tells me he thought it was worth the political risk. Mm -hmm. Because for years, he's been dodging votes in county government. I'm Jen O'Brien. And I'm Bill Fian. Welcome to another edition of Fact Check. Fact Check is your only dependable source of state and local news from a conservative perspective. The La Crosse County Board considered three resolutions at its August meeting. Surprisingly, all three failed. Bill, bring us up to speed on what happened with these three votes. Well, let's start with the fact that it's a huge failure of the county board leadership. Strong leaders don't bring resolutions to a vote that they don't know are going to pass. Remember, the previous county board, before this past April's election, voted to spend $3 million of ARPA on a project to enhance daycare in the county. So at this meeting, this first vote that failed asked about using ARPA dollars to establish a neighborhood daycare center in two La Crosse School District elementary schools, and it failed 28 to 1. That's significant. That tells you how bad of an idea this is. Mm -hmm. And this was a project that was advocated for by County Board Chair Monica Cruz. Remember, she's a retired teacher. And La Crosse School Superintendent Aaron Ingalls. Now, Fact Check has obtained emails between Ingalls and the La Crosse County Interim Administrator Jane Claycamp in which they schemed on using $700,000 of ARPA money to create daycare centers in two La Crosse School District elementary schools. And in one of the emails, Ingalls disparages the private sector, saying, given the demand, if the private sector could take care of the issue, they would have. Which I just find it amazing that... Uh, there's this arrogance mm-hmm. uh, about you know the fact that the, the private sector can't do it, so you know we're going to do it. So the interesting thing about this is that the Lacrosse School District is currently facing declining enrollment. They're trying to figure out how they're going to consolidate schools and dedicating space in two elementary schools just makes no sense because they should be trying to figure out how they're going to consolidate. So maybe that's moving the junior high schools into two high schools, I think, is the the solution that most people uh, would support. I think they're going to face big opposition uh, from people on the north side uh, about this uh, referendum that's going to be on the ballot in November. But uh, this is a resounding rebuke to the idea that we're going to use ARPA money to create daycare centers in La Crosse School District elementary schools. It surprises me that they didn't do due diligence and talk to anybody about that before floating it before the board. It's mind-blowing, really, that that they didn't go to see what the supervisors were thinking about all this. Take the temperature of the room. Right, and it really speaks to a massive change in our county government. Elections have consequences, as we've talked about on previous shows, there were a number of conservative supervisors elected. And I think what we see in these votes is that the balance of power has changed. No longer can the Democrat leadership of county board just run whatever resolution they want through the board. There are now independent thinkers, 
and ideas are going to have to be good ideas if they're going to get support. So what happens with this now? It failed? Do they send it back to committee and hope to bring it back? Gosh, I sure hope not, because this is the third time that this proposal has been sent back to committee. Uh, They voted to send this back to committee twice. This is the third time that it's been brought forward. A 28 to 1 vote. Gosh, I hope this is the last we're going to hear about creating daycare centers and lacrosse schools. They also voted on a referendum that would have asked about abortion. You said previously that was intended to drive Democrat voter turnout in November. What happened there? Well, as we all know, the United States Supreme Court has overturned Roe v. Wade, which is returning the issue of abortion to the states. So each state is responsible for passing its own legislation. And so Democrats are jumping on this opportunity as a way to try and motivate voters to go to the polls in November. And that's what this was all about. This was a politically motivated referendum. And incredibly, 94th Assembly District Representative Steve Doyle, who's also a county supervisor, took to the floor and spoke about all the reasons why these were bad referenda. And he even said that they were they were partisan. And then he concluded by saying that he intended to vote for both of these referenda, and, and he did. He voted to place referenda that, by his own admission, are partisan uh, on the ballot. Uh, obviously, it failed on a 15-15 to 15 vote, and uh, so much for Steve Doyle being Mr. Bipartisan. So that was not the only attempt to place a referendum on the ballot for political purposes. There was a motion to reconsider the vote last month against legalization of marijuana, Now tell us about that. Where are we there? Before we go on to the next referendum, I want to say one more thing about the idea of placing an abortion referendum on the ballot. I found this very surprising behavior because Steve Doyle still has a big say in what happens in county government. And he was going to directly benefit from this. Uh, You know, supposedly more Democrats go to the polls. He's up for re-election in Mm -hmm. November. And I think it tells you how important Democrats think it is that that these types of referenda get on the ballot in November. And I think this is going to likely be an issue that's brought up by Ryan Hipsch's campaign in his bid to unseat Steve Doyle in November. They don't do anything other than dry voter turnout. They don't change circumstances in the county. And I think that's something that people don't understand. Right. These are non-binding referenda. So there is no practical result of these being placed on the ballot other than they're calculated to increase Democrat turnout. And for years this has been happening where the county board... In 2018, they placed this uh, on the ballot, uh, the referendum that we're about to talk about, which is the the marijuana referendum. They put that on the ballot in 2018, and uh, they did that in 16 counties. And in a very close election that Scott Walker narrowly lost, a lot of people believe that it was these uh, marijuana legalization referenda that swung uh, the balance for Tony Evers. So what's happening with marijuana? So... An interesting thing happened, reviewing back in July, the vote uh, to uh, against this resolution was 16 to 12. So this resolution was defeated. So to bring a resolution back requires a motion to reconsider. So that's what happened here. Tina Trigestad, 
uh, made the motion to reconsider the vote at the July meeting. So, as we just mentioned, this is once again a purely partisan uh, referendum placed on the ballot in 2018 that people believe influenced that election in favor of Tony Evers. And so what's interesting is, once again, Steve Doyle voted in favor of the referendum for legalizing marijuana after he'd acknowledged that this was a purely partisan act by the board. So the fact that he twice voted on these controversial referenda tells me he thought it was worth the political risk. Mm -hmm. Because for years, he's been dodging votes in county government. Believe me, I watch. As the chairman (laughs) of the Republican Party, I'm always watching to see what he's going to vote on. A good example would be uh, he left the room when we voted on banning concealed carry on uh, county property. That was way back when I was on the county board uh, between 2010 and 2012. But he to makes save a point, face, save his reputation. Well, you know, all politicians, they don't want right. to have to take a position on something. So it's really surprising to me that he thought it was worth expending political capital to try and get these referenda on the ballot. And in what most people think is going to be a red wave election year, uh, this tells me that uh, Steve Doyle is running scared right now. Are there any other issues that you see ahead for the county board? Just in closing, the result of the vote in uh, July was 16 to 12, and this time the vote was 16 to 14 against. So nothing really changed. Mm -hmm. This is really interesting to me. Uh, I did not realize just how big of an impact uh, the April election had on the balance of power in our county government, but the fact that their leadership cannot push through Uh, these types of resolutions uh, tells us that we've probably gotten closer to having some real balance in county government. Nice. So are there any other issues that you see ahead for the county board? One of the issues that I'm following closely is the issue of broadband expansion in La Crosse County. So Supervisor Dennis Jacobson, he was elected the first time in the northeast corner of La Crosse County Uh, They don't have broadband access there. It's a public safety issue for Mm -hmm. first responders. It's an issue in education uh, because kids can't get online to do schoolwork. And so uh, Dennis Jacobson has been pushing very hard to try and get some kind of action out of La Crosse County government for broadband. The current board has not allocated a single penny to broadband expansion. And they don't even have a committee established to look at ways that they could that they could expand broadband in the county. And when we look at surrounding counties, what we see is all of these county governments have committees that are charged with finding ways to expand broadband. One of the listed reasons for the American Rescue Plan Act dollars is for broadband expansion. La Crosse County government continues this ill-conceived policy of spending no money on expanding broadband. And at the same time, our surrounding counties are not only spending uh, ARPA dollars, but they're seeking matching grant monies from the state of Wisconsin. So this is a big failure of La Crosse County government. Uh, People who live in rural parts of the county, this is a huge issue for them. And I expect that Dennis Jacobson is going to continue to hold people's feet to the fire. I spoke to him. He's met with a number of leaders in county government including Board Chair Monica Cruz. So we'll see. Will La Crosse County government address the bad problems with uh, Internet access in the rural parts of La Crosse County? So it doesn't surprise me, though, because 
there aren't as many votes there. Those are districts that have lots of Republicans. So those are Republican districts. Right. Uh, they're just every county board district is ostensibly about the same size. But the people who are in power in La Crosse County government are Democrats. They don't seem to care much about those Republican voters in the out part of the county. No broadband for you. Well, uh, it feels like you've made some progress, Bill Fian. I believe that I've been a part of a movement of a lot of people who realized that we needed some change in La Crosse County, and I hope this is the beginning of bigger things in the future. And if you want to be involved in part of the change or learn more about what's happening in La Crosse County, where can they go? The first thing people should do is they should become members of our Facebook page, Fact Check WIZM with Bill Fian. You can become part of the conversation there, ask questions, suggest future show ideas. The other thing I would recommend to you is check out the La Crosse County Republican Party uh, website, lacrossegop.org, if you're interested in becoming part of the Republican Party. And I'll even say, if you're a Democrat, go get involved in the Democrat Party. Our state, our community, our nation is floundering because people are not involved in the process. Get involved, make a difference. Do your part. And thank you for listening to another edition of Fact Check. Fact Check is your only dependable source of state and local news from a conservative perspective. I'm Jen O'Brien. And I'm Bill Fian. And this was another episode of Fact Check.